0: Welcome to Sub Witches. I am your host, Lauren Coletti. I almost said sex and psychology, throwback. How is everyone doing, my loves? I am very excited to bring this episode to you. In the past, meaning a couple days ago, I try to record every other day, if you've been listening to me, and I try to put something out maybe three times a week because the podcast is fairly new, so I'm just trying to get it out there and uh, get my voice heard So we know that consistency is key. And I'll typically, I'd say 60% of the time, I dread recording these episodes because they are time consuming. It takes up to an hour to record and put it out. But once I get going and once I'm all done, it's so fucking worth it. And there's nothing better. And I absolutely love it. So I had a couple people message me and ask how my conversation went. So I just wanted to do a follow up. On a previous episode I put out earlier this week. Happy Friday, y'all, by the way. Woohoo! These weeks go by so freaking fast. And my last episode that I wanted to touch base on was become your best sexual self and embodying your sexual goddess or however you consider yourself and really embodying sexual power and feeling sexually confident. And in that episode, I touched upon a personal experience I was going through, which y'all know this podcast is 50-50 personal experience and I try to use that to hopefully um, have some compassion for everyone else if anyone can relate to what I'm going through. So please feel free to always reach out with your own stories, share your own experiences and let's get into it. So I wanted to discuss getting your sexual needs met, talking to your partner about sex and sexuality and This is challenging, especially if you're not an assertive person um, naturally like I am. I don't know how many of you are um, familiar with the Myers-Briggs personality, but I am an INFJ to the fucking T. All my INFJs out there, I feel you. (laughs) Um, We are the rarest personality type, so I love it. But... There is another letter, and it stands for either A, assertive, or T, turbulent. And I am motherfucking turbulent as fuck. So I've always had a hard time with people-pleasing and being passive and putting my needs aside and saying yes when I really wanted to say no. And it's just been hard. Really communicating has been extremely hard. If anyone has had a history of domestic violence or trauma or abuse, uh, bullying, Anything like that, it makes it just adds a whole lot of extra shit into it. So now that I'm in a healthy relationship for once in my life and I'm trying to not destroy it and self-sabotage because hey, uh insecure attachment, y'all. That's me. So I'm in this beautiful relationship with my amazing caring boyfriend. And here I am just I don't know if I want to say picking fights or starting problems, but there was a bump in the road in, I would say, not our sex life, but in my sexual experience. And by the way, my boyfriend listens to this podcast, so I am going to try to be respectful of him and our privacy, so I will share as minimal details as possible. But let's just say I was having a difficult, challenging time asserting And I don't want to say my dominance, but asserting and communicating my needs. There was a need that I was feeling was not being met. Thereby, it caused a lot of (laughs) resentment on my end. And it's so funny when someone does something that pisses us off or upsets us or offends us. There are people that are implosive and there are people that are explosive. I've tended to date people in the past that were very explosive, not my current boyfriend, but the ones before that, where they would take their anger out outwardly on other people. And they were aggressive and everything like that. And me being the neurotic mess that I am, and I say that half-heartedly, jokingly, because I own it and I love my deep thinker self, sensitive self, (laughs) I'm very implosive, so I tend to take that out on myself. So has anyone ever done anything that made you mad or frustrated or just irritated. And you kind of want them to read your mind and you start sending them hints and mixed signals and they don't apologize or they don't fix the issue. So you just start festering and getting so angry and resentful and just making this huge mess out in your head when really people aren't mind readers. We need to be able to get uncomfortable in order to solve the issue and make ourselves happy. And we should never do this at our own detriment to the cost of our mental sanity and our our inner peace, especially in relationships. Relationships should be 50-50, right? We should both be bringing something to the table. Yeah. So we have to talk about it because if we don't talk about it, our partner isn't us they can't read our mind if we don't talk about it it just grows bigger and bigger and they don't know what they're doing is upsetting us so they're gonna keep doing it and we're just gonna keep getting more angry and this is huge in the bedroom where communication and boundaries are literally key to having any sort of pleasurable sexual experience so we need to talk to our partner about sex about our bodies because they need to learn so I find that many, many people act in sex, which can be good if you are role playing or you have sort of this alter ego, think Sasha fierce to feel confident sort of vibe going. But many people, I find that's not the case. They perform, they have scripts in their head and they feel they have to act like a porn star or the girls in porn or the men in porn. And it's become this performance It's not natural, it's not real, because sex doesn't look the way it does in the movies, in porn. So we need to forget any freaking unhealthy, toxic scripts in our mind that we've been brainwashed by society, because sex is not only about the genitals. Of course it has to do with our genitals, but that is not the only goal. We need to be able and willing to get curious and lean into pleasure. And this came up for me when I felt something wasn't being reciprocated, and I thereby internalized it as to, oh, my boyfriend thinks I'm gross, he thinks I'm nasty down there, he is turned off by me. and. I was becoming very self-conscious about it, thereby projecting that onto my boyfriend. Now, I do understand that men feel shame often if they feel they're not able to please their woman, if they feel they're not able to keep it up or stay hard, whatever the case may be. It really impacts their self-esteem because men so often tie their confidence to their sexual performance, quote unquote. But I, if you are a male listening, I ask you to just tell your lady, put your ego aside and ask your woman for help and guidance. Be willing to say that you don't know it all because our bodies are like a map, right? And if your lover's body was uncharted territory, you need to teach each other the GPS of your bodies as if it... Were a landmark that you are excited and eager to discover. Because sex is all about discovery, especially with a first-time partner or a new relationship. That's so often why women find one-night-stand hookups very unfulfilling. Not all women, of course, but a lot. They will not orgasm at all, especially with a new partner, let alone someone they've been with for years and years and years. Because it's... The more you're with someone, the more you know or should know their likes, their dislikes, their turn-ons, their turn-offs. You have to be willing to talk about it. And it's so funny because as someone that is a sex educator that has been studying human behavior and relationships and sexuality for years, and that is what my professional career life will be. I have so many blocks in this area, so many blocks, and I am not perfect at all. I never claim to be all knowing. I am learning right alongside with you. I make mistakes. I'm imperfect because my boyfriend, he actually brought it up to me and I panicked and I Completely shut the conversation down around sex and our sex life when it's been something I've been wanting to talk about for weeks and I've been ruminating and perseverating on it. And then he finally brings it up to me, and out of anxiety and panic, and I guess insecurity and fear, I just shut it down. And my boyfriend asked me, What do you like in bed? Tell me what you like because I want to make you happy. I want to please you. I want to know. And I found myself just drawing a blank and I was like, what is up with this? So do you ever find that you can often give the best advice to everyone else and then when it comes to applying that into your own life, It's impossible or you are so challenged and you find it so difficult, but you can talk about it, but it's so hard to sometimes apply it. So we can have that insight and that self-awareness and even that knowledge and wisdom and education when it comes to the books, but when it comes to acting it out and following through with it in our own lives, it's more trying. And this is what I experienced the other night. Now, for those who are wondering, my conversation did go over well, and I'll get into that towards the end of this episode. But something very important, which I really appreciate about Nick, is that he's open-minded in sex and in relationships. When we're dealing with other humans, we have to know that we don't know it all and how devastating and destructive being narrow-minded is, particularly in relationships, right? And for me, I feel this conversation was so, I constricted so much because being raw and naked and sex and sexuality, it can be uncomfortable because we feel exposed. We've been conditioned to feel shame around our bodies and our sexuality, and we feel vulnerable. And when we let someone so often see a side of us that many people don't get to see, We can panic and go into that fight or flight mode where we put this big wall up because we're scared and we hold back on pleasure because America, at least American culture, has such a narrow definition of sex. And for me, we can be conditioned, at least I've been conditioned and I had to unlearn this. So much of this isn't about, you know, adding on more information, but it's about unlearning and relearning. We've been programmed to link orgasm with sex. Sex is about the orgasm. The orgasm is the defin- is the destination. And we need to change the way that we are having sex. We need to stop worrying about what our faces look like, what our bodies look like, and gain more wisdom of the body because our bodies are so smart. And we need to have a clear understanding of sexuality and change these ideals that we so often find in society. Now, my conversation did go well with my boyfriend when I talked about it, and it was hard to talk about, but the most difficult conversations are so often the ones that are most crucial to have, especially in relationships, right? So what Nick and I did was I told him straight up, I'm like, babe, I honestly... I'm ashamed to tell you this and kind of embarrassed because conversations like this can be humiliating for so many of us, but I was like, I really don't know what I like and I want to figure it out with you. I want to do kinky things and have sexy adventures, but we really have to be willing to let our guard down. And for me, this is what I'm struggling most with. So what we did, I linked it in my last episode on sex, which was two episodes ago. Um, Get to know your best sexual self. I said in the beginning of this episode, but the yes, no, maybe list. So I told him, all right, babe, I have something that will be fun for us to do together. So we did a yes, no, maybe list. And this was a quiz online that partners can do. It's even something you can print out and you each check off what's a yes for you, what's a no for you, and what's a maybe. And it ranged from things like being tied up and blindfold to having multiple people added into your sexual rendezvous. And the things that it showed you towards the end when you both completed it was what you both said yes or maybe to. So it was just fun things to explore. And I screenshotted what we both said yes to. And I said, these are the things we're going to try first. So even though our first experience of it was really silly, I think it's something that's great to keep in the back pocket. Because when we have sex the same time of day, the same way, everything, it gets pretty repetitive and monotonous real quick. And something that's so important to keep relationships alive and to keep the sex spicy is novelty. We have to change it up. And this explains, well, it doesn't explain, but I wanted to quickly touch upon the orgasm gap because I have rarely, I can count on my fingers how many times I've orgasmed with partners. It's always been very easy for me to get there myself And that's why I've never made orgasming my top goal, which I think so many people, the purpose of sex is to orgasm. And that's why so many of us are having bad sex because it's only skin deep. But I've never worried about having an orgasm and I've never gotten frustrated about it because I know if my partner couldn't get me there, I'll just go home and take care of it myself. But with my current boyfriend, it's different. Like I want to get there with him. I want it to be passionate and um, steamy and I want to share and connect with him in that way. And more than 60% of women have never orgasm with their partner. And this is part partially because I feel like the female body is very misunderstood where, again, it goes back to conditioning and programming. Um, We are programmed and taught that sex starts in the bedroom. But, my friends, (laughs) sex goes far beyond the physical. And when we surrender and we free ourselves and we really let go and learn to release, to be present, and let ourselves go and be mindful in the moment. Sex will take on a whole new meaning. It will go from being 30% good to 60% great. And sex is not only about our genitals, as I stated previously, but it's about how we relate to the world, how we connect to our partners, and more importantly, how we feel about ourselves. And so much of this is relearning touch and relearning trust and relearning the breath. Because when we can learn to manage our breath, we really can learn to manage anything, right? And I found in so many of my relationships that so many of the men that I was with, this never actually happened with any women that I've been with because sex with women for me has been a whole completely different experience, but a lot of times in the past, and I'm not saying this is all men, but my partners just touched me because they wanted something in return. And it was sort of like that giving just to get type of thing. So I think with Nick, my current boyfriend, who's so selfless and, and so thoughtful and just considerate, that's everything. Because I get me and Nick might've had a different amount of sexual partners or different past sexual experiences. And so many men are very confused about women's bodies. Trust me, it took me years to learn to navigate my own body. And that's why I highly suggest women exploring yourself. But consideration is key. Just be open to try And Nick took it great. I mean, I don't think I had the full extent of the conversation that I'd hoped, but things usually never go in person how we make them out to be in our heads. And that could be for better or for worse. But I really am feeling good about this. It just, it takes so much courage, right? We have to be authentic and genuine. And I'm learning to be sincere in this relationship. This relationship is teaching me to operate out of a place of kindness, out of a place of empathy and dignity, because it's just never been there in my last relationships, mostly because they've been very toxic and abusive. And when you are in an unhealthy, dysfunctional relationship, you feel you have to put this mask on. And my current boyfriend is helping me to undo that damage, so to speak. One last thing I want to say is that if you do express your feelings, which takes so much bravery and courage and vulnerability, right? It takes so much strength to say, you know what, babe, this isn't working for me. How about we try this instead? And if you tell your needs to your partner and they disregard you, or they laugh at you, even worse, they make fun of you, or they say they're gonna do something and they don't have that integrity to follow through on it, that's very disrespectful and that's just not cool. And you should probably reconsider that relationship because someone that loves you cares about your desires and your emotions. And I'm learning in this relationship that true love and true friendship even That person wants you to be happy. And sex should not just be fulfilling for one party because that's how problems are created. It's this nasty cycle of, you think you're doing something good. That's why I always say, women, please don't fake your orgasms because your man will think what he is doing is working for you when in reality it's not. And it's not your fault. It's not his fault. It it takes two to tango. So we have to be more intentional with our words and more truthful in both our words and our actions inside and outside of the bedroom. And I think I'm going to leave it there. And I thank you so much for listening. My book is a week away from being released. I am so excited. I am literally so fucking happy with the final product of my ebook, Chasing Boys. If you would like to stay tuned for the release, you, you guys can add me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook now, Lauren Coletti. You can follow me on Instagram. Send me your voice memo. Send me your questions, your show topics, your suggestions, anything and everything. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Your love and support means so much. Please leave a review, subscribe, share. It would mean the world to me. And I hope everyone has an amazing weekend and I hope that this motivated and inspired someone to, if even if it's not related to sex in the bedroom, just have those hard conversations because they are so worth it. And when we do things that scare us and make us uncomfortable, that's when we see the greatest amount of change and growth in our lives. Thank you for listening and I hope you have a wicked day.